This recording is part of a series of teleclasses with Venerable Dahani Iwahu. Venerable Dahani participated as a guest facilitator in Reverend Jennifer Hadley's year-long Masterful Living course. For more details and information, please go to beautywayproductions.com. Welcome, everyone. I am Jennifer Hadley, and I'm so grateful to introduce Venerable Dahani Oahu. Venerable speaks directly from her heart, offering pure wisdom teachings of direct insight and practical application in the tradition of Cherokee and Woodland View and Tibetan Buddhism. These are the mother and father streams that energize Venerable and are the foundation of all that she shares. Her topic today is welcoming the lunar year. Thank you, Venerable. And thank you, Jennifer. May the seed of wisdom in each and every one listening today and those beyond the horizon listening in other times, may that wisdom potential within flourish and grow Coming forward is ever more joyous and skillful activity. Understand that from the sound of ah, all forms, all teachings do arise. Ah, the resonance of the heart. Luminous space reflecting our potential. The sun of awareness penetrating insight observing the dance of the heart. All forms arise as a toroidal spiraling energy, and as the human body was being formed, the heart arose as a spiraling toroidal energy. And through that heart resonance, we are all connected to the pulse beat of the earth and sky. Understanding the lunar new year is also recognizing that every moment is a chance to begin one's life and choices and purpose and activity anew. So it is in many parts of the world actually commemorating springtime here in the Northeast, it is still snow on the ground, and so we think of this new moon as a time of offering the wisdom we've received, recognizing the seeds of understanding acquired through experience, and then choosing carefully what seeds we plant for future arising thinking, how shall it benefit family, clan, nation, land, all beings? So where do we begin? Understand that the vastness of space is perceived as a circle, a sphere, and the moment there is contemplation, waves of potential arise, and then we see there are arising from those waves of potential, the fire, the tetrahedron that builds. And so it is a reminder that creation is an ongoing dance, and our view, what we consider 
beneficial in the present and the future is energized by our view, our heart awareness, and the cultivation of the voice that energizes and invites the ideals that we aspire to. So in a simple way, time to conceptualize all in harmony. How would it be? How would it feel? What are you doing towards accomplishing particular goals? Visualize those objectives and the ways in which you and relations benefit and notice what skills you possess and what you wish to further polish or manifest so that you may actualize your dream. So when we think of heaven and earth, we can see the geometry of the cube, and the cube represents our walking upon the earth form, matter. And also we plan carefully what we are aspiring to do, building on the skills behind us, opening our hearts to the inspiration from the East, and looking to the West and recalling the dance of continuous transformation. So springtime, we think that generally three months gives us a possibility to see a new um, energy, a new pattern in our consciousness. So consider that you are establishing greater clarity in your vision, skill, and action. So you cultivate in this moment the voice of invitation, inviting cooperation with others, energized by your recognition that, yes, this is the way I may benefit family, clan, and all beings. And these are behind certain energies I've learned from. And from the West, I see the transformation, the elixir arising through the spiral of heart's natural awareness. So also the symbolism of shape and form. We can see how the double tetrahedron is a way to approach a particular objective. So you want to create a new way of being in the world. So that is one face of the upper tetrahedron. And the imagine it is a double tetrahedron, and the lower face is the support streams, the wisdom continuously arising. Then the second upper face of the tetrahedron, it is showing you the people who share your view and who are ready to cooperate in building something beneficial. So in the third face of the upper tetrahedron is that which you are going to manifest. So the lower faces, they are connecting with the primordial energy of accomplishment. You have access to this. 
all fraud farms are continuously transformed, becoming compost for wisdom seed to grow. And the two bases of the tetrahedron, they reveal the pathways of clear speech, pacified uh, emotion, energized commitment, and magnetizing that which is beneficial. So you can see the sacred geometry almost as a format for a life force plan, a business plan. Some of you may have received a handout that describes dancing in the octagon, recognizing the impact of the directions and how we may plan for our lives. So consider carefully three things that you want to accomplish in three months, and then six months, nine months, and 12 months. And as you consider those objectives, write them down, and also observe yourself in that place of accomplishment of skillful, compassionate activity, working with a team of beings who have the same commitment to bring forth wisdom and life-enhancing skills and businesses. So in a sense, you are replicating the dance of forms arising. So the duodecahedron, it represents space, heaven, especially in the Orthodox uh, Christian Church and even before. The duodecahedron represents the aethers that you can say is the energy of potential that connects all beings. And so we are never separate from that energy of wisdom arising. And thus the importance of learning to uh, pacify any arising appearance of aggression or fear and recognize that within such emotion is an awakened potential so that rather than reacting, one is observing and harmonizing, creating the fifth overtone, so to speak, to take the thought form and the emotion that is outgrown to take it into the melody of its harmonic resolution. So nothing to run from. Not uh, you, you cannot say, oh, the past is fixed. Well, it is uh, continuously rippling in the present. And in the present, we are energizing the ideal of accomplishment. Conceptualize yourself, family, and friends living in harmony. Visualize yourselves working together. And also purify from your view, your speech, any ideas of limitation. And recognize that all appearances are a dream, like a projection upon the field of potential. So. Three months, something, three ideas you wish to accomplish. 
six months, 12 months, there is a, a energy of time cycling that we ourselves can ride upon. Sometimes it is thought that the earth and all we see is moving in a circle, and it is indeed a circular spiral reaching through to the heart of the universe and through the circling spiral. Our hearts are directly connected with the power of creation, the song of creation, which are the ripples of our thoughts and our actions into the field. So what do you, you want to energize? Certainly there are uh, many illusions that attempt to make themselves important and many behaviors that are harmful around the dance of appearances. And such actions are indeed intended to distract the human family from the awakening skill of mental awareness, emotional awareness, and the understandings understanding of melodic resonance, harmonic resonance. So when we place our attention on the ideal we aspire to and we sweep and pull from the garden of our mind those weeds of uh, consternation, then we recognize, ah, there is mind permeating all appearances, and there are choices as to how one responds to the ripples in the field. In a sense, uh, music and some advertising means to take you on a rippling roller coaster that may not be uh, fully harmonic with the heart intention. And so we learn to recognize, are we thirsty or do we want a sweet drink? It is a matter of discernment. In this moment, we are establishing the harvest that will be gathered in the autumn. And so in this moment, think carefully, what emotions do you see that are ready to express their awakened transmutation? Are you fearful? Are you angry? Have compassion for yourself and others. Is the mind feeling confused, depressed, lethargic? Consider the skill of stepping forward. Consider the replacement of thoughts of denigration with acknowledgement and thoughts of appreciation. Is there a sense of emotion that appears occluded or you forgetting your relationship with the wisdom that is? Then recognize the sweet waters of awareness that sweep away 
the dust of confusion revealing natural, clear water, light. We ourselves renew the elements. Let us sweep away, doubt, and recognize the stream of awareness that permeates all forms and wears down conceptualizations of separation. Earth's sacred dance ground, gems in the moment. Each moment some gift has been gathered and learned and it becomes the seed of tomorrow. If there is sense of doubt or fear, limitation, see that illusion fall away into the gems of awareness. Recognize the treasure of experience. So, human beings, life is good. We are fortunate. And it is for each of us in this time to mindfully energize that which is arising. So what are the key thoughts? That our hearts are natural rainbow Taurus rings. That our bellies are connected with the universe, with the earth that our crowns are connected and illuminated by the stars. Songs arise, vibration. Songs continue. We choose the voice of harmonization. Now is the time to do what we've come here to do, to recognize that as dreamers, we choose the wisdom expressed in the dream because the dream is their projection upon the screen and as our hearts recognize our interconnection with one another, let us energize that dream of wisdom, cooperation, mutual respect because ultimately, we recall, we are one in that wave of exploration. So, what are the seeds? The seed of wisdom is within. What may obscure it? Doubt, fear, ignorance, sense of limitation. Doubt, be certain you inhale, exhale. Limitation, make offerings, recognize the gifts you receive. Confusion, see what is standing still, appearing for a moment, the stone, the mountain. Transformation, the fires, what was anger, what was blame, becomes an alchemist energy of transmutation, bringing forward compassionate, skillful activity. Mind lethargic or thoughts of negativity. Energize the thought of positive by accepting the gifts you've received and giving thanks. And in the center, all is well. Spiraling energies, ripples, 
resonate through time and space. It is clear we are dreamers, and it is our choice. The seeds we plant, we choose to energize wisdom, joy, accomplishment, understanding it is an abundant universe. Illusions fall away, and it is clear we are one in the dance of life. And so this concludes the lecture portion of this conversation, and I am open to your questions and will respond and point the way to what reveals the wisdom that is you. Thank you so much, Venerable. So much to consider and expand into. And for those who would like to ask questions, you can do so by raising your hand if you're on the phone or if you're calling in on a web call or on a Skype call, star two on your keypad in order to ask a question. If you're listening to the webcast or even if you're on the phone, if you're uh, looking to type in a question, you can do that in the question box on the website, uh, and uh, you can type in a question for Venerable now, and I'll read it to her. So we have Laurel raising her hand. I'm going to unmute you, Laurel. Go ahead. Hi. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Venerable. Thank you so much for your beautiful, beautiful sharing. It just really touched my heart so much. My question has to do with um, planting seeds. I that's something that I am really challenged with. Um, I just I don't think it's my nature to um, set set goals very easily for myself. I've always been more a kind of let's see, you know, what happens kind of a person. And then when um, I've become very physically uh, debilitated and pretty much for years have been homebound, so there's not too much that I have to do in the world anymore my goal is really enlightenment (laughs) and so I just wondered what you would say you know about about what I'm just sharing with you yes well first may your health be restored and may you recognize the seed of wisdom mind that is within you and the great aspiration is to recognize enlightenment to recognize buddha mind so what can be your objectives to practice a certain amount of time each day to make uh, four practice periods so as the sun is arising uh, the contemplation of certain teachings and then getting body ready for activity, bathing, eating, and then uh, more uh, physical exercise and contemplation of particular texts. Actually, you can do the physical exercise before eating. And then uh, late afternoon and very uh, late night practice session. So 
whatever is your situation, you can give yourself um, objectives. You've made a commitment to realize Buddha mind, so you also make the commitment to practice a certain amount of time. And with that commitment is a, a recognition of the lunar calendar, new moon planting seeds, new moon the recognition of the feminine, full moon the recognition of the actualized experience of the male energy. So whatever is your life, you have method and schedule very much encoded in your intention. And so are you doing that? Not to, not with the same structure that I hear that you're recommending. Certainly, it's it, that is my day. Uh, many of the things that you're talking about, um, but I, I can I can see how there can be more, mm, just more clarity and maybe commitment to doing it in a more, um, well, just a, I guess just a a more organized manner. Yes. yes. Yeah, that is the gift of structure. It allows the energy potential to be revealed. Mm-hmm. And so I yeah. support you in that endeavor. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a blessed rest of your day. So, if anyone else has a question, uh, raising your hand, star two on your keypad. If you're on the phone, the web call or the Skype call, and then uh, everyone can also type in a question at the website. And... um, we don't have a question right this minute. So, Venerable, you were talking about the gifts that are always available to us and that the the learning, the healing is always available to us. I wonder if you could um, give one simple practice that would help us to remember that. Yes, when there seems to be uncertainty, Recall the sound of awe. Ah, exhale a breath and offering. Inhale, how amazing the flow of the breath. So to take and accept the blessing of the breath. Inhaling, exhaling. Consider the offering of the tree. How blessed we are to receive the tree's exhalation. So that is a simple way to restore one's remembrance of being uh, inseparable from the stream of life, wisdom, joy, compassion. That's beautiful. So perfect. Thank you so much. And we have... uh, Barbara Goodfoot raising her hand here. I'm going to unmute you. Go ahead. 
Osio Tohiju. Oh, Tohiju. Good to, good to hear your voice. And you too. So, um, in this time of gun violence and young people taking the lead and putting their lives um, at stake, what are the prayers that I can do to assist them to accomplish their goals and my goals also? But, you know, how do you visualize and magnetize and actualize for other people? By recognizing, we visualize, energize, and actualize through resonance. And through our heart, we may also support the arising wisdom in others. And so when we are practicing, recognizing, oh, people see very clearly that violence, that guns, they are causing harm. People see that mental illness is causing harm. May that sight and understanding bring skillful remedies for the real issue of aggression that is deep in the heart of everyone. And mm -hmm. so the offering that we each make is the uh, transmutation of reactive states within ourselves and like it is a large wave and the outflow of our prayer and breath reaching all those of like mind who support the transmutation of aggression and the skillful methods of reconciliation of humans uh, working with mutual respect. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you. Are there... I, I'm a strong practitioner of Green Tara. Are there other... Um, prayers and meditations that I could direct the energy for them yes, to be successful. Yes, dear. The dedication of the Green Tower practice to all those who have experienced loss through gun mm -hmm. violence and also that the causes of aggression and mental illness that they be resolved. And so to dedicate the awakening of the human family that such benefits through our practice flow and ripple through the field, uh, energizing the thoughts of mutual respect and cooperation. Again, mm -hmm. it is, you know the medicine will mandala practice, correct? Um, something just happened. When, would you repeat that? Do you recall the medicine wheel mandala practice? Oh, yes, I do. Yes. Yes, that is a practice that benefits and goes through the heart of the earth. So the resonance of confused states is transformed into a resonance of compassion. Remember the mm -hmm. different parts of the exercise. And so mm -hmm. those who have received that benefit the environment by practicing the medicine wheel mandala practice, understanding that 
the heart of one, the heart of the earth is not separate from another. And that as mm-hmm. we resonate through the the field, the energy of transmutation, awakening, recognition, uh, skillful, compassion, that mm-hmm. thought form literally goes through the earth lines of energy, the air, the water. And so mm-hmm. prayer is indeed uh, electrical. Yes. Wado, uh-huh. and I will hold you also in this prayer. Thank you. All right. Again, if people would like to raise their hand, start to on your keypad if you're on the phone, Skype, or a web call. And then uh, we have some people writing in. First, Michelle writes, thank you, Laurel and Venerable. Your insightful exchange was very helpful to me as well. And Lisette writes in, if I understood correctly, you recommend that we work on one intention for three months and then on another for three months, etc. Or is it one intention all year but at different levels? That basically we can choose three objectives um, and they we see their expression three months, six months, twelve uh, nine months, twelve months, and three years. So you see the ideal and what you will learn and accomplish, say in three months, this I will understand or this I will do and six months. So you can actually have three um, objectives. We think about the laws of three, six, and nine. In a sense, these are numbers of ongoing uh, creation and similar to an infinity loop. And so this is why we we choose three months. Also, it takes that long, it appears, to change uh, a habit, to change uh, something in one's physical capacity. Um, and there is a real power in understanding uh, the numbers, three, six, nine, 12, 24, 36, uh, that's another mystery in itself. So, yes, you may have uh, three objectives or three sets of three objectives, uh, and you see the accomplishment uh, over by three months, by six months, by 12 months, and so on. That way you recognize that while in an instant appearances arise, you are uh, growing and energizing results whereby the wisdom potential within you and your relationships is made manifest. Is clear? Yes. 
Yes, and as a, a follow-up question, uh, Venerable, uh, Laurel was saying that she has an aspiration or intention to attain enlightenment. And w- would you speak to choosing a an intention that is a high aspiration like that versus, let's say, someone is struggling to pay their bills, would that be the best thing that it would encompass everything in their life or would it be uh, more ideal to have some other kind of intention? Yeah, it does depend on where people are in the moment. Ultimately, the greatest aspiration is to realize a vacant mind and to know that one is inseparable from it. And the appearances that arise in the moment, like whether one can find another job or generate income, is also an opportunity. And so... When you have the gift of the human body, part of your spiritual practice is to take care of the human body. And when you have the gift of relationship, it is also your pra- part of your practice. So to step away from the idea of separation of the mundane from the extraordinary, that's Even the noodle maker, the person who is making noodles and selling them, can express a rainbow body, awakened mind. So, yes, first step to create a safe ground, your place of residence. Uh, This is the sacred space to which you will explore and actualize the wisdom potential. And uh, so that sacred ground, also you are going to make a tent over that sacred ground. And uh, we call them our pillars. And the first is that you um, Recognize all is pure and see purified illusion. And the second is understanding the dance of magnetism and recognizing that you are not separate from that awakened nature. And uh, generosity, magnetizing, is expressing wisdom and skill in a way that you may, your sacred ground is protected and others also benefit. And ultimately the fourth pillar is to see that all is intertwined and that your natural state is luminosity and the exhalation of the tree and your inhalation are the same, the song of great black holes far away, resonating worlds alive. Those ripples continue as the 
voice and the choices that we make now. So right now, if someone is hungry, make a way to be fed. If someone is homeless, let there be found a safe bed. Uh, so it is not separate from the aspiration of awakened activity to also make the place of sanctuary that one may recognize and manifest that wisdom. So it's not so much either or, it's like whatever situation arises, we are maintaining a, a certain view so that the poisons of confusion don't further uh, hinder the flow of joy, abundance, wisdom, safety. So I wouldn't say that one aspiration is higher or lower. I would say that they are aspirations to explore. So if someone is hungry, first find a way to eat. And when one eats, also consider those who have not eaten and make a prayerful offering that they are also fed. Uh, so it's a perspective of uh, intercontinuity. Mm, yes. Yes, so very helpful. Thank you, Venerable. In fact, spiritual practices and like lunar calendars give you an idea of when to uh, to make certain uh, spiritual explorations. So uh, we understand the springtime exploring the moons of generative seed thought and what they mean. And then March we have the moon celebration of water and also friends making new. So this March, many people around the world are acknowledging water as a, a living uh, energy uh, to which we are all connected. And in the Aniyunwewa tradition, it is also the time of friends making new. And so it is that we can wash away um, anger and make clear what is correct and right and uh, be clear in our voice of calling forth what is wisdom and life force and joy enhancing. Um, so you can look in, uh, some almanacs have names for the different moons and see how that resonates with your understanding. We also know that during the new moon of any month, we plant seeds. And uh, in the full moon time, those uh, seeds planted come forward as action energy. So just knowing that you're part of a dynamic electrical uh, universe uh, 
is a, a conversation that generates uh, clarity. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much, Venerable. And for anybody else who would like to ask a question on the phone, uh, and Lisette says, thank you very much, blessings, uh, to uh, raise your hand, star two on your keypad for those on the phone, on Skype, or on the web call. If you're on the webcast, or you don't feel like raising your hand, you'd rather write in a question, you can do that in the question box at the website. And we have Deb raising her hand here. Go ahead, Deb. Hi, Venerable and Jennifer. Hello. Um, Hi. I'm wondering, with so much, I'm going to use the word intensity, on the earth right now, what can we do to... Uh, better, you know, stay better grounded and centered and not, and it's just uh, not pick up on those energies or pick up on them and then do something with them as opposed to be overwhelmed by them. Yes. When seeing the shadows of ignorance and uh, aggression, and delusion, uh, one can be um, unsettled. And all the more reason to energize the idea that we are uh, wise and ultimately the power of our minds is not uh, distracted by the projection of disharmonics. So, yes, it is um, a lot of, uh, I guess you call it fear pornography. Um, It's when uh, this is wrong, that's wrong, everybody else is at fault. Uh, At the same time, that is like a system collapsing into itself. There is also rising around it a basket of... uh, good news and clear vision and new uh, energies of uh, communication, manifestation. Um, Yeah, we're in a time of change. Nothing to fear, just to know uh, the ground you're upon. And uh, the importance of the words you speak, uh, it is, uh, imagine a waterbed and uh, someone is quietly meditating on that waterbed and then someone else comes along and jumps on it. So there are many wobbles and ripples of energy projections and still one is meditating on the water bed. (coughs) And there's also like the old Cherokee story about which wolf do you want to feed? Yeah. 
<laughs> the kind wolf or uh, the wolf that is like showing you the the sky. So that means monitoring our own thought and response and reaction. What are we energizing? And it is uh, actually a, a profound time uh, to energize the ideal. I think we see it in uh, people taking and create, taking on and creating systems that are wisdom enhancing without being too heavy. So in the past, NASA took people and objects into space. Now it is a uh, Elon Musk organization, an explorer, so to speak, that is taking objects into space. So we see changing systems, and let us energize those systems that reveal growth and mutual respect. Thank you. Thank You're you very welcome. much. And if other people have a question, again, star two, if you're on the phone, Skype or the web call, and uh, anyone can type in a question at the website. Uh, we don't have a question right now. Uh, I would like to ask you, Venerable, you talked about the laws of three, six, and nine. Yes. I wonder if you could say more about that. Well, actually, um, Nicholas Tesla was one who uh, spoke about it. And then in terms of uh, mystical uh, arithmetic, all numbers resolve into nothing higher than nine. So three is a builder. Uh, it is three fires that are three logs that become the base of the fire. And six is its expansion and ideal and uh, thought forms of ideal accomplishment. Because there is like uh, an ideal that already exists that we in... 3D are aspiring to recognize as ourselves inseparable from, and nine is the um, rebirth and recreation. So in terms of the star tetrahedron, you'll see the potential of the six like the, the mother of forms arising, the womb of space, so to speak. And nine, you can call the quiet father, or three, the initiator. So there is a power in number. And uh, Pythagoras, as he explored the uh, system of octaves, uh, recognized that power in number. So how do you uh, recall 
the power of number, recognize how in music the harmonic of the fifth uh, takes the melody into another key. And so we have the opportunity to shift from realm to realm, view to view, according to the tone uh, that we uh, resonate. And so um, this shows why it is important, spiritual practice, and also taking care with our words, because our words are energizing, uh, vibrating, energizing certain fields of potential. And so it is a wise person who understands this and uh, speaks uh, simply and clearly. Like as a child, I at first thought that some of the elders, are they uh, not present or what's going on with them because they were not reactive, they were quiet. And I recognize, oh, they are observing, not separate from, and not energizing, just being fully present. Just being fully present is quite a, uh, a practice. It is quite an accomplishment. So fully present sees the ripples on the lake understands the winds, the symbols, the words that create the ripples on the lake, and knows that ultimately the lake reflects the open sky. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you talking about the elders reminds me of a story that you told maybe the this is our 10th year of doing these classes and maybe in the first second third year you told a story somebody asked how do you not uh, become disturbed by what other people are doing and and you talked about Wolfie and I guess when Hank was a puppy and uh the, the puppy trying to get the older dog's attention and that, uh, I guess, Wolfie just didn't respond. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so Hank would give up. <laughs> and then they'd walk together. Mm-hmm. And mm. that cycle goes on. So now there is a new <laughs> puppy that tries to get the old guys to move along, and when they're ready, they will move with him. <laughs> yeah, and it takes it takes an inner strength and surety. It takes many different components for them to not react to the, to the puppy. I wonder if you could just say a little bit more about those different components. Yes. Non-reaction means we see the behavior and we know it is not the whole scene. 
So in terms of personal relationships, we can see each other's behavior and we can make decisions about what we will accept and establish parameters of good relationship, mutually respectful relationship. And also we know that when someone, like especially a child, is misbehaving, it's, it's not all that they are. Yes. Mm-hmm. So some examples that we can look at are the, the rationalization of power over, how um, some people have thought because they were in a particular situation, they had power and decision-making over other people's lives, for example, uh, like privatizing water that is in a natural aquifer. Um, so some things are part of the circle of life and uh, are not limited to others' uh, intention to create profit. So what is the greatest profit is understanding that with good heart and good mind, the natural rhythm of the water flow on the earth can be restored. And then some would say, well, they're using electronics to change the weather. And ultimately, the power of the heart and those unplugging from the display restores the balance. Yes. Yes, a great skill to develop and practice. I, I'll remind everyone, once again, if you have a question you'd like to ask Venerable, you can raise your hand on the phone with star 2 on your keypad and then uh, people can also write in a question. Uh, some people, since we don't have a question right this minute, some people might not be familiar with the shape of the star tetrahedron. Um, some people also call it a Merkaba. Yes, some people do call it a Merkaba. Um, and it is the star tetrahedron, um, heaven and earth meeting, giving birth to form. And so it is sometimes spoken of as the mother yantra. And in some practices, one understanding and observing the stream of mind's creation may contemplate themselves sitting within such a form and that in some practices, that form becomes a vehicle of uh, understanding. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, speaking of sitting inside, uh, uh, visioning or visualizing, sitting inside that form of the star tetrahedron, uh, some people are very interested in work with uh, 
pyramids and uh, another uh, aspect, I guess, of that form or the tetrahedron. Uh, do you have any suggestions or thoughts about that? Yes, I do. Certainly there has been much explored and stated about pyramid power and uh, Patrick Flanagan many years ago was one of the first people to bring that information out and even uh, establish alternative energy methods. So uh, when you think of the pyramids, they are uh, balancing, they're also uh, octahedrons, they're um, representing eight sides, so the four above, the four below, and then the two bases joined actually make ten. And so the pyramid is a receiver and a generator and has a uh, form to clarify communication. It tunes the flow of energy uh, through particular environments. And the larger the mass of the pyramid, the larger its, its field of impact. And its alignment uh, can be to particular star systems. So what do people learn from pyramids? Uh, to build these geometric shapes with Play-Doh and toothpicks is something very helpful because as you're building them, your brain and fingers moving together reveal an inner picture of just how it is. Different realms and forms arise. So the, each shape when built and also to see and consider its star form also relates to emotion. So fire, water, earth, sky, space. So that's coming from the five platonic solids and you can uh, read about those studies that were first brought forward by Pythagoras and even before there were systems of numbers that were um, congruent with what is found now as the Fibonacci numbers uh, established even uh, 10, 12, 15,000 years ago. So what does shape, form, and number mean? It basically means waveforms, vibrations, energy potentials, and uh, where we uh, attune, we recognize the song. So when you're walking on Brooklyn Bridge, you might just hear the sounds of traffic. And then as you listen, you notice within the cacophony there is a song. There are the vibrations of the place. 
And wherever you are, there are vibrations of the place. And all such vibrations and appearances, they arise from a primary tone, a song, so to speak, that is expressed as the hum of the black hole of this galaxy and the hum of a supermassive black hole somewhere. And basically, the black hole is a point of a form arising like a womb of space. So sacred geometry becomes a way to uh, order our lives. So in the simple handout in the Life Force Plan Maker, there are uh, points of reference that are of uh, eight sides, so you could say two pyramids a bit uh, one turned uh, over the other. And you can understand, oh, in the center, all form arising, a pulse, a primordial wisdom. Or you can even think of it as your own individuated exploration wearing the body-mind of now. And where you're going, where you've been, what you aspire to, what you want to learn, what you've outgrown, what are thought forms that no longer support you, and what is the wisdom that is revealed in awakening in the moment to yesterday's appearance. So each person can, in fact, draw around the floor with chalk, create an octagon, and experience yourself within it, uh, spiraling to the right, spiraling to the left, stepping forward, stepping back, stepping out on the diagonal front, spiraling diagonal rear. And this way you embody that ongoing uh, dance of creation. Mm. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And we don't have another question right this moment, but going back to uh, your uh, the beginning of your teaching, Venerable, here today, talking about accomplishment and uh, having intention around accomplishment, what can you give us a? a method of discerning what would be the most prudent accomplishments that we could set intention around uh, in in terms of um, a, a way to contemplate it, a way to uh, approach it and feel the benefits, perhaps. Yes. Um, first, I would... Consider the power of voice and vision and the commitment to replace a voice of 
negativity or limitation or blame with a voice of accomplishment. And so how do I know I am accomplishing this? When there arises the old song of um, hindrance, not enough ignorance, anger, I replace it with a thought form of its awakened state. So when the poison of anger, someone is, you think, annoying you, you are in charge of your response, imagine that person as a baby in diapers and uh, can no longer appear as a dissonance and a disturbance to you. Um, so the replacing of usual response with the ideal first becomes an exercise. And when there is fear, and people experience fear, it's real. It is a way that the human family has survived over time. So you look around, is there danger? Um, you look behind, is there a danger? Okay, and then these emotions that are fear, what do they arise from? Uh, they can arise from fear of loss, of, of home, place, uh, uh, health, wealth. And so over time, uh, things change. So how do you deal with that fear of change in this moment? You acknowledge what you receive, what you have, and you offer it in a continuous expression of kind activity, beneficial action. So the poisons that obscure are uh, fear, doubt, ignorance, anger, shame, blame, um, lethargy, grasping, gluttony, and what are the antidotes? The very opposite of those energies are the antidotes, and one can begin by imagining themselves in that way as awakened and ultimately speaking in that way as awakened. So every moment there is an opportunity to um, refine the song of ongoing creation as it flows through our expression in the world, in our relationships. Mm hmm. Oh, we have um, Deb raising her hand again, so I think this will uh, be our last question. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Deb. Venerable, can you give an example for what you replace unworthiness with, and also? an awareness of self-sabotage. How yes. would you replace those? 
Yeah, to replace the sense of unworthiness, I would replace it with the image of I am here now. In this moment, I am oh, the awake being I aspire to. So, uh, so what expresses that ideal? For some people, it can be uh, an energy, a deity, an archetype. Recognize that archetype as uh, inseparable from you. So when this sense of unworthiness that arises, consider I am not separate from that awakened being and the skillful methods of that awakened nature. Self-sabotage is a cultural dynamic, and it seems more and more people are conscious of it. And so at what point does it arise? Uh, staying on course planning and having uh, inner order makes it less uh, potent or, or easy for that energy of self-sabotage to arise. Whose voice is it that says not to accomplish? Whose voice says not to be all that you are or that you are not worthy? It is uh, a voice of projection that may not be you. It is some projection. So is uh, not good enough the idea that uh, the ideal is far away? Is uh, not good enough lethargy or the illusory grasping at self and truth? What you may conceive of as beneficial, you are capable of doing. Beautiful. Thank you. Appreciate You're that. You're welcome. Well, that brings us to time, Venerable. And uh, I, I wonder if it would be possible to ask you um, if we could share some things that are coming up that people might be interested in. We do have an international audience, and I know uh, at least one person in uh, Master for Living is going to be joining us in Germany for the teachings um, that Easter weekend. Would you like to say anything about that in case some other Europeans yes. could come and join us? Yes, there is a wonderful opportunity to to share practice and time together. We'll be in Germany and uh, uh, Angelica and a particular group of people have worked energetically to make it possible that we could uh, meet together. Uh, these are uh, older people and their grown children 
who have found the hard practice of Sunray Meditation Society a support to their good actions. And so we will meet together and practice at a retreat space. And then later I'll be going to Poland to meet with community members there and we'll share teachings on the Heart Sutra and also visit what is the Peace Village in Poland, which was made manifest there by Grandfather Silver Fox and Danuta. Um, so those are some immediate arisings, and uh, Easter time is uh, a time of regeneration and rebirth, and we'll have an opportunity to practice there. The specifics of who to contact and how are, I think is on the uh, Beauty Way Productions website and the sunray.org website. And people can also email info at info at beautywayproductions.com. Thank you, Jennifer. And and then also uh, in um, April, there's also, I'm sorry, uh, the, in May, there's the Peacekeeper teachings at the end of May. May 26th yes. and 27th. Yes, and uh, people can participate online uh, and also in person in the beautiful valley in Lincoln, Vermont, in the Temple of the Adawis, the Wise Protectors. And the Peacekeeper teachings are part of a cycle of teachings passed down through time that are said to originate with the reminders of the Luminous One and at this time are supportive of the remembrance that we're all relatives in the dance and the actualization of purifying ignorance and bringing forth compassion and care. Thus, this is called the Peacemaker, Peacekeeper Teaching. And I look forward to that. And then I also look forward to June 30th to July 4th, your annual summer seminar, also at the Sunray Peace Village. And for anybody who's not been there, you can see pictures at sunray.org. Uh, it's in the heart of the Green Mountains. And uh, can you tell us anything about the summer seminar this year? Yeah, that this year we're going to go more deeply into the songs of resonance and the interconnection of mind, matter, and environment, and the power of geometry and tone to bring forth what is wisdom and life force enhancing. So it is a magnetizing the vision that we are awake and beings, the awakened beings that we are. So the methods that we will utilize uh, for exploration are contemplation, movement, sound, and 
and also uh, some small building of shapes and forms. We'll, we'll do things either with Play-Doh and toothpicks or larger form building. Uh, why? Because seeing how thought forms are constructed, we may energize those thoughts and activities that reveal joy and accomplishment. So how do you even acknowledge what accomplishment is? In a sense, it is when everything is balanced. Mm-hmm. So many wonderful things to look forward to. I do encourage everyone to give yourself that gift of uh, coming for a few days for one of these programs. And so we're at our conclusion here, Venerable. Well, thank you, Jennifer, for reminding me to share all the opportunities for us to practice together. And I pray the seed of wisdom in every being flourishes and grows, coming forth as ever more skillful methods of activity, joy, and cooperation. They all reach the shore free from illusion. Wado. And I'll share the long life prayer. Emanation of rainbow light, Dharma wisdom, three fires bright, guide upon the beauty road, calling all to see, crystal reflection, boundless compassion, caller of four winds, wise grandparents, seven sisters, May your mission be accomplished. May we assist you in the light. May you receive many blessings and live a long, good life. We thank you, Dahani Oahu, gift to the people, great mystery, great lady of the Buddha families who holds the secret Vajrayana in the lotus grove of the teachings of the practice lineage. You are the glory of the Buddha's teachings and of sentient beings. Blessed of the Vajra Dikini, may our life to Haniawahu ever remain firm and long. Thank you. May all who've pointed the way, may they know our appreciation. In the light. See you in the light. <laughs>